Good evening, everyone. Happy Tuesday. This is Julie Townsend, your host of Downtown Dish, uh, the show that will take you home. <laughs> Hopefully you're you're driving to a, a much better place than you are leaving from if you're listening to us in the car. Uh, downtown Dish is the show that talks about all things downtown and sometimes things not downtown, like Midtown or Dixieland or uh, city government, whatever might pique my interest at that particular moment is what we end up talking about. And today, what's piquing my interest is this gold medal winner sitting across from me, Dan Thumberg, CEO and founder of Swan Brewing. Hello, Dan. Hello, Julie. How are you? I'm doing well. So you are a gold medalist. I mean, in the age of the Olympics, what does what does that mean? Yeah, so actually we're three-time gold medalist. Oh. Yeah, yeah, just, you know. Like to throw that out All there. All right. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, so this year we won gold medal for our Freedom American Light Lager, <laughs> which uh, I know you enjoy that beer. <laughs> uh, so uh, what, it, what it means for us is you know, Florida, uh, the brewery culture in Florida just exploded really over the last decade. And we went from just a handful of breweries to I think we're up to 400 now, something close to that. And so once a year we all compete – uh, in this event called the Best Florida Beer. It's hmm. put on by the Florida Brewers Guild and bestfloridabeer.com. And there's all kinds of different categories, you know, lagers, IPAs, stouts, red ales. And basically, we send in our beers and we get assigned a random number. And actual certified judges go in and start tasting all of these beers over the course of a few weeks. And you either make it or you don't. And uh, we've been blessed the last three times that we've entered it uh, to pull a gold medal back to Lakeland. Wow. Mm-hmm. So is it is it literally a gold medal? Is it like something that you would wear? Is it a trophy? What is the what is the swag? I was from this going event? to actually wear it today, but it is so heavy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This thing is <laughs> the last couple of years it was it was manageable. They're, you know, a pound or a pound and a half each. This thing, I don't know what they carved it out of, but it's gotta be five or six pounds. But no, it's it's actually a giant gold medal. Probably about six inches across. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and it's going to be hanging. It's hanging right now, right uh, over the top of the bar. All right. So if you guys are not aware of Swan Brewing, then you must be living in a cave somewhere because Swan Brewing is, uh, Swan Brewing Company is located on Lake Wire, uh, pioneered Lake Wire as one of the first, if not the first business really over there for at least retail restaurant bar type businesses. Uh, back in 2000, what was it? Four, well, it's four years ago. So yeah, what was we opened, that? we opened 2018. 2018. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But before that, Dan, you um, you were already making a, a splash, if you will, um, with your suds at the farmer's market, right? Well, we weren't selling beer at the farmer's market because that would have been <laughs> illegal. <laughs> um, yes, let's make that. <laughs> yes, let's just be abundantly clear there. That's We were not doing that at all. Um, but I was an avid home brewer and, uh, the only place really to get home brewing supplies was either Tampa or Orlando. And that's a trek, especially if you just need, you know, one little item, you know, right. a, a thing of yeast or something. So I just, uh, my wife and I were walking around the market one day and she goes, you know, you really ought to go see if you can set up a little booth here and maybe sell some supplies to pay for your habit. <laughs> 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 I said, that's a great idea. And uh, I remember talking to Jim, and uh, he said, "Yeah, I think we can. We can probably make that happen." 
And so, uh, yeah, back in, I think it was 2014, uh, we started selling home brewing supplies down at the market, um, basically right there in front of Crispers. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was your spot, I guess, for pretty much the entirety of yeah, your... Yeah, it was a couple of years we were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you uh, decided to, to brew your own beer and then open your own company um, based on, what, just your personal desire to drink beer? That's 90-something percent of it. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Uh, no, I, um, I I worked for the Anheuser-Busch distributor over in Tampa uh, in my early 20s, and that that's kind of what put me on the path towards um, having just a little bit more of an appreciation for beer, you know, and not just something to slam on the weekends or out on the boat. Um, and, and, and I kind of always had this idea that if I ever found money, that I would <laughs> – I would see about opening a brewery. Did uh, you find money? Yeah, so I actually had to go out and find. <laughs> I didn't have any. But luckily, my partners uh, were able to help in that arena. So, um, yeah, I, I, I always wanted to do something, and and I started writing a business plan. Um, I had a buddy of mine that um, that was doing a um, a program over at the University of South Florida, where he, he had to actually go and create a business plan for a company, and so he took what I had. Straightened it up, did all of the back-end research, demo research. He had access to tools that I didn't have access to. And and basically, he came up with this, like, 130, 140-page business plan, which it's beautiful. You can take mm. it to any bank, and they absolutely love it. Um, but it really um, set us on the path to looking for what we knew was going to work um, and, and how much money we were going to need. And we, we looked and looked and looked. I mean, we had how many conversations about, hey, what do you think about this spot? What do you think about this spot? What do you think about this spot? <laughs> And that had to have that went on for a year mm-hmm. or more before we even landed on on where we are, and then, of course, a couple of years to to get open. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you um, started off at the farmers market selling supplies. How did that go? I mean, were people receptive to buying supplies, or did you did you hook people, or were people like, "Oh, I've been looking for a place place to buy supplies." I had no idea how big the market was going to be here. The 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 brewing or right. you know. Craft beer market because mm-hmm. uh, at that point I think maybe Lakeland Brewing Company was just opening, um, and and it was kind of hard to gauge what the what the need or the want was going to be. So I kind of just bought some stuff and threw it out there. Mm-hmm. In the first couple of weeks, I don't really know that I made a whole lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but then you know it start I started to notice that I was building an online presence uh, through our social media. People were following us and saying, "Oh, I've always thought about doing this, or I currently do this. I'm tired of going to Tampa and Orlando." And so then I started to get um, a, a regular weekly following. Mm. And, um, you know, I wasn't going to get rich off of doing it by any means. Just, uh, you know, I, w- I didn't control any of the manufacturing side of the right. products. And <laughs> I, I didn't exactly have the purchasing power to buy, uh, you know, right. full wholesale. So, uh, but it, it did let me get in and, and, and start that following before we got into the brewery. So that when we launched the brewery, I mean, I think we had 2,500 or 3,000 uh, Facebook followers and, you know, a couple thousand Instagram already. When we opened the doors, right, and that was that was crucial for us um, to just knock it out of the park from day one. Yeah, I I agree. I think that really did help be springboard you into being successful quickly. Uh, you would have been successful regardless, mm-hmm. but I think it got you there a little bit faster. I, I agree. Every you know everybody knew the logo. That logo had been around for a couple yeah. of years. They'd seen it around town. You know, I shamelessly put stickers on everything and had a million T-shirts and hats. And um, and so when we threw it up on the building and inside the tap room, it was you know it wasn't anything new. Yep. Well, so 
the the farmers market, um, you sold you sold your stuff there, and you said you built a following. At what point did it occur to you, or was it always part of your plan to open up your own retail location and brew your own beer commercially? Oh, I'd, I'd had there are a lot of iterations of what that was going to be. And it was like, am I going to sell beer and home brewing supplies? Am I going to have people? their own stuff on site yeah i just i, I didn't know um but the, the market is kind of what dictated that and literally the, the farmer's market dictated that <clears throat> i met my um so i've got three other partners and i met the first one down at the market he actually bought home brewing supplies from me and, oh. and we um had a friend you know we created friendship out of that and then um then i met my other partner through him and then just so happened my uh, my partner who runs the brewery side of the operation christian he um, was down at the market one day looking for kegs to put his beer in, and I happened to be selling them. And he goes, hey, how about if we meet over at Molly's and look <laughs> at our business plans to see if uh, we can make this thing happen? Oh. So we actually sat down at Molly's and uh, had a beer and looked at our business plans. How funny. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Well, when we come back, we have lots more to talk about because now you've got four years under your belt. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's been trials and tribulations and, of course, COVID. We want to talk a little <laughs> bit about <laughs> – we'll give you some time to think about that and, and, and recover from that before we talk about it. Um, but, yeah, when we come back, we'll keep talking with Dan Thumberg, CEO and founder of Swan Brewing Company, located on Lake Wire and um, gold medalist, three years running. Three years in a row, baby. <laughs> And we're back with Downtown Dish. I am your host, Julie Townsend, and my special guest today is three-time gold medalist, Dan Thumberg. What's the category in the Olympics that you're a gold medalist in? Well, so this year (laughs) we won for um, the best uh, American light lager in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, And then our previous one was for our Swantoberfest, Oktoberfest Marzen, Mm -hmm. uh, was voted the best uh, Oktoberfest Marzen. In the state of Florida. Okay. And then before then, we won for Champarado, which is our Mexican hot chocolate stout. And that won for the best chocolate stout in the state of Florida. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, as you know, I am not a beer drinker. <laughs> but I do frequent Swan Brewing because my husband is a beer drinker. Mm-hmm. But you also have, and for those people out there that are that are not beer drinkers, what I'm telling you is that there is a drink at Swan Brewing for you, mm-hmm. at least one. I'm sure you, you can tell me the others, but sure. the one that I always gravitate towards is the. Now I forgot the name of it. it totally lost me. The the seltzer. No the 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 freedom lager. The wine. Yeah. Oh, the oh, wine. oh the, the Swan Gria. Swan Gria. Like, I forgot. You like fruity I, stuff. <laughs> how could I forget it? It just totally left my brain. Swan Gria. Yeah, yes. exactly. I love the Swan Gria. You know that was that came about uh, our grand opening weekend uh, with the. With the girls that work for us, like, we need something sweet and kind of like a sangria. <laughs> like, I don't know, make something up. And so they made it up. We want to call this a swangria. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds great. Hey, it's been a big hit. It is huge. Oh, I, I would. It is a big I, hit. I thought it was a fantastic idea, and I commend them for it daily. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, what other beverages do you have for us non beer drinkers? I mean, we've got stuff for non beer drinkers and non drinkers alike. Um, you know, we want to make sure that we're catering to. 
uh, as many people as possible. So uh, if you're not a beer drinker, obviously we, we've got a huge wine selection. It's not like your regular breweries that have a red, white, and bubbly. Mm-hmm. We, we try to keep five or six different flavors per color. And, okay. and of course, we've got a, a cava on top of that, all the mixers to go with it. Like you said, your favorite, the Swangria, which is a mix between a wine and a cider. Mm-hmm. And is a very tasty beverage. It is. Yeah. Now we also um, about six months, seven months ago, rolled out our Aquaholic, which <laughs> listen, the aud- the name, I love the names. You're just gonna have to rattle off some of I'm these just names. Gonna, I'm for telling us you, there, there's a lot of drinking involved when we come up with these names. <laughs> the the uh, the Aquaholic is a hard seltzer. The hard seltzer kick. Um, you know, with the white claws and you know the mm-hmm. Bud Light seltzers and all that was really in full effect. And um, we're just like, you know, we can do this and we can do it better. And and that's that's what so we. So you that's make your own? Yeah, we make uh, like five or six different flavors. <gasps> I did not know that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I always gravitate towards the Swangria. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not really a big hard seltzer person either. They're just too too weird for me. They're like, a little weird. But um, but Billy, my husband, drinks beer, and mm-hmm. if he does drink those white claws, yes, Billy drinks white claws. <laughs> Look, hey, when it's hot outside or you're sitting by the pool, I don't yeah, judge busted. anybody. So I'll have to tell him he needs to try try your 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 version of those. I'm sure they are better. They're delicious. <laughs> so what else? I mean, you have obviously you have food. Tell us about the food offerings. Yep. That's- so um, we're we're open seven days a week at our downtown location. Um, we have food trucks six days a week, um, and they rotate daily. Um, we've got a, a good mix of dozen, fifteen food trucks that we rotate in and out. Um, so you can get anything from hamburgers and tater tots to street tacos to barbecue to, you know, Asian food. Jamaican is a new one that we've got a a new Genesis Caribbean that's uh, been coming in with some uh, curried goat and oxtail and, oh, oh, it's delicious. Um, so it's, it's going to be different, but you can always go, um, on our website. We, we list everything that we, um, our entire schedule. We keep it about uh, a month planned in advance on our website, at least. And that's swanbrewing.com. Oh, excellent. Yeah, and I was going to say that it's very well run in Mm -hmm. terms of your communication with the public. I mean, if you want to know who's playing Mm -hmm. and what food truck, you know, is happening this weekend, next weekend, and and even further out, as you said, it's it's on there, which is very helpful for people who want to plan. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's on the website. It's on our Facebook page. Um, If you just want to send us a message and ask us, we've got an automated system that will actually tell you. Oh, very fancy. (laughs) It's like a bot. It right? is a bot. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yes. Well, so um, tell us about the music. I mean, had you always planned on having music? I mean, do you have it every single night or is it just on the weekends? Yeah, um, so we run some kind of outdoor music-ish or trivia event six days a week. Oh, that's right. Trivia too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we do um, a music bingo, which is really cool. It's um, it's kind of like regular bingo, but instead of calling numbers, you actually have a live musician up on stage playing a little like... <laughs> 10, 15, 20 second riffs. <laughs> and so you've got it, you know, it's either you're going to see uh, the artist or the category or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. And of course, we give out prizes for that. It's usually gift cards, you know, crowlers, uh, things like that. Um, and that's on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday is our pub trivia. Um, we have one of the biggest pub trivias in Central Florida. Um, you've got to get there early to get mm-hmm. your seat because um, there's usually not one by 630 when we start. Yeah. Um, and then Thursday, we run live music. Friday, we run live music. Live music twice on Saturday mm-hmm. and uh, live music Sunday afternoon. So there's something for for everyone almost every single day of the week. 
Yeah, and speaking of something for everyone, it's a very family-friendly mm-hmm. place. I mean, this isn't a bar. No. No, this is – so um, I remember having to have this conversation. It was with the design review team or somebody. We yeah. were opening. It's like, this is, this is not a bar. This is more like a European-style beer garden where mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, cousin, uncle – all get together and, and talk about their day and put their phones down. Right. And and that was the idea from the beginning. That is still what we aim for. We want people to come in there um, and, and just be able to have a good time and, and be able to celebrate family and be able to celebrate good music and good food and, uh, of course, have a couple of beers. Yeah. Or a swangria. Or a swangria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, in addition to all these fun activities that you have all throughout the week and that it's, you know, open to – all ages and interests and persuasions of beverage liking. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have a couple of events coming up, right? We do. Yep. So yep. tell us about that. We run events. Well, we were running events all the time before the pandemic. <laughs> uh, we, we, we try to do one big event a month. Sometimes it's once every two months, but we shoot for one big event every month. Um, and our next one that is coming up, we, obviously we take part in the St. Patty's Day activities, which is the 17th through the 19th. Um, but then we also have our big one, which um, is now going to start on a twice-a-year rotation, which is the Punk Rock Flea Market. And, and you know, Punk Rock Flea Markets aren't anything new. <clears throat> um, just we like to think that ours is the best. <laughs> well, I don't ever remember them being in Lakeland prior. I no. mean, were they? No. Yeah. So, I mean, that you pioneered that here, at least. You didn't invent them, but you definitely invented them in Lakeland. Well, so I can't even take credit for that. Um, so, you know, we, we, we host the event, and we, we work a lot with um, my buddy Chad Chastain that right. uh, is really the brains behind it. Um, and, and this thing absolutely will not happen without him. But I, I remember he came to me one day and he said, I want to, I want to do a punk rock flea market at, uh, at the brewery. I said, what is punk rock flea market? <laughs> he goes, you know, we're going to get a whole bunch of punk bands out here and, uh, probably 30, 40 vendors selling, you know, stuff with the Ramones on it and, you know, like <laughs> diaper pen earrings and this won't work in Lakeland. Are you kidding me? It is unreal. The reception that we've gotten for the punk rock flea market. Yeah. I, I never in my, in my life would have imagined that we would be able to do something like that in Lakeland, but it is, it is such a good time. I never believed that a punk rock, anything would be family friendly, but it <laughs> absolutely is. Uh, and, and the punk community, I had never, I was never a punk. I never hung around it, but they are some of the nicest, most um, well-mannered, respectful people that you'd ever meet. Yeah. Well, tell us, we've got about a minute before we have to go to break, but tell us the date of that, mm-hmm. the times of that, and then where people can find out more information as well. Yep. So that's March 27th. Um, we kick things off at noon. Um, if you go to our Facebook or our website, again, um, swanbring.com or facebook.com forward slash swanbring co. Somebody oh. else had swanbring. Oh, dang it. Uh, then we have all the, uh, go to our events and you'll see all the information about it. It'll tell you the vendors, it'll tell you the musicians and there's no cost to show up. There's no, uh, anything just come and, and, you know, buy stuff from the vendors, grab a few beers, listen to some great music. Awesome. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about the dreaded COVID when we get back. <sighs> <laughs> Thank you. 
And we're back. It's Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. We are speaking today, this evening, with Dan Thumberg, CEO and founder of Swan Brewing Company over on Lake Wire. Been open over there for four years and going strong and hope you will be part of downtown and growing. You have grown, actually, out of downtown. We'll ask Mm -hmm. you about that. Um, But you are definitely a fixture downtown. Glad to have you. Um, Lake Wire is a beautiful uh, setting. I know you have amazing sunsets over there, don't you? Gorgeous. <laughs> I think they're some of the best in town. Yeah, I agree. They are beautiful. And uh, the, the breeze off the lake mm-hmm. in the evenings is just, it's a, it's a really great spot. And I think that, um, you know, what was the, that was an alignment shop about ready to get ripped down, right? It's it, It's had a very long history. Uh, the building was built in 1946 by Mr. Melson. Um, and uh, Mr. Melson's family is still here in town, and they were gracious enough to um, to give us some some of the old blueprints mm-hmm. and, and things to the building to um, to kind of add for decor. And um, and I, I hope that he would appreciate what we've done with it. But yeah, it was it was Melson's auto alignment um, for decades, and then it became Steve's auto alignment, <laughs> and, then, and then it kind of just sat vacant for a while. And I don't I I, I a know a really long time a really long time, and I know. Yeah, the, one of the ideas was just to knock it down and um, make it a parking lot or something. And I'm, I'm glad that that never happened. Yeah, I, I am too. And and you may or may not know this, but Brittany Melson, the granddaughter of Mr. Melson, actually works for the LDDA. She is my marketing and events manager. I, I know that, but those your people out oh. there in, on the, in, yeah. the, in Lakeland might not know that. Yeah, so Brittany, uh, Brittany has fond memories of riding her tricycle in that building when she was a child. So that's good that you guys were able to to have a better vision for mm-hmm. it than ripping it down and turning it into a parking lot. Yes, so, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so we were talking before the break uh, that we would we would sort of recap your COVID experience. So are there tissues handy? Do you have any <laughs> tissues? I'm uh, good now, you know. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, we're coming up on two years. It was it was basically March, mid-March, mm-hmm. around this time in March of two years ago where the governor said, shut everything down. Like literally close your doors at three o'clock today. It was a Friday and all the bars were freaking out and calling me. And <laughs> I was like... <laughs> don't have any power over the governor sorry yeah it was um if there's anything and i i try to watch my words if there's anything <laughs> negative i could say it was basically how we were told yeah you know or the amount of warning that we were given it was uh i know for us we we looked at uh, the beginning of 2020 and we knew that something was coming or we knew something was stirring over in, in china back at the end of 2019 and i had said something to the partners that you know we might want to just really keep an eye on this and Maybe not purchase any new equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of just be a little have cash just in case. Yeah. But um, 2020, we were the first couple months. We were on track to have the best year that we've ever had. Of course. Yeah, and so um, yeah, it was St. Patty's Day is when yeah. they closed us down. It was, so it was March 17th, 2020. Um, we had to shut down at five o'clock. Yeah. And uh, I know that that impacted Molly's probably a little bit more than it impacts me. <laughs> impacted me. Um, but needless to say, um, there was a lot of crying and beer drinking by the staff mm-hmm. with closed doors yeah. and, a, and a turned off open sign. And, um, and we didn't, you know, just like everyone else, you know, a couple of weeks to let it, you know, pass by and, and that couple of weeks turned into two years. And, uh, it is, it's, it's still hard to, to think about. Um, the one thing that I'm, I'm proud of 
our team at least, that we had the forethought to kind of dig in and make sure that we put ourselves in a, in a, in a good position to at least be able to weather it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and our staff was amazing. You know, they were able to shift gears uh, almost instantly. We went to, um, we knew that we could do to-go beers. We had a uh, fair, fairly elementary to-go system, <laughs> and we uh, we were able to knock out a, a full online order to-go system in less than a day. Yeah, and um, and and understand how we could get the beers out as fast as we could. Luckily, we had also had the forethought to buy additional cans because mm. uh, cans started to become an issue for people oh, to get. Interesting. Uh, glass started to become an issue for people, and and so if you don't have to go containers, you don't have any revenue. Correct. Um, so we we had all that stockpiled, and, and we were we were fortunate. Um, and so I. You know, the PPP came around. We we kept everybody employed. We never, I never once said to anybody, "Hey, I'm probably going to have to lay people off." That was never even in the playbook. Um, we were going to take it as long as we could um, with all of our staff. And and luckily, the PPP program rolled out um, to allow us to continue to go further than that than what we had originally planned. Mm-hmm. And and we were able to survive through until we were able to open again um, with that and and keep everybody on board with making as close to their normal wage with tips as possible. So um, it, it, it was hard, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them for really kicking it in when we needed to kick it in. I mean, we, we completely redid our entire tap room in the, in the off time. You know, oh, we're sitting wow. there spinning, spinning crawlers to get ready for the day for, to go orders, and, uh, and I've got the other half of the team painting walls and sanding tables and, mm. you know, restaining bathrooms and it was, it was cool. Well, that that was a good use of that time, I guess. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you so you didn't really have a good way of, of online, and, and that was one of the things that you kind of came up with during mm-hmm. this experience. Were there any other uh, new procedures or policies that you put in place that were COVID uh, for COVID and now have stuck with you? Or so we we actually um, had plans of completely revamping our patio. We had a whole new idea of how we could increase space. Um, you know, still be able to social distance, and 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 we wanted, we knew coming out of COVID, whatever it was going to look like, that people were going to really want to be outside. That's mm-hmm. what everybody was being told: is if you're outside, you know, you have a lower transmission rate. Outside, lower transmission rate. And you know, the, you guys did a fantastic job with the little parklets and getting everybody their seating out on the sidewalks. Um, we really had to um, rethink mm-hmm. how we were doing ours because we were kind of space limited. And we had this great plan. Everything was, we were going to do this whole new outdoor building, covering, had the engineering drawn up, and then uh, all of the other monies dried out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, we did still, we came uh, away with quite a few things. And it was, our, our people are the most important, you know. And I worked in the corporate world forever where it was like, if you had a cough or you had a fever, it didn't matter. You were mm-hmm. coming into work. Mm-hmm. because things needed to get done. The line couldn't stop. Right. And um, this COVID experience softened me up to, you know, our, our people are human, and there's no reason that I should have them coming to work if they don't feel well. It's not doing me any good. Mm-mm. It's not doing them any good. And um, that I need to be a lot more respectful of that. So now we have um, – there's a no questions asked policy on any of our days off. Mm. Um, if you need a day off for any reason, sick – Mental health, whatever the case may be, right? No, no questions asked. What a great boss! Well, I mean, we try to learn. 
<laughs> so speaking of being a boss, uh, you're the CEO and founder. Are you? How often are you there? What do you? What do you? How do you practice your CEO duties? I'll be honest with you. I try to get stuff done before we open for the day, because um, just like everyone else, come three, four o'clock, uh, I kind of want a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or a swagrias. That'll do the swagrias. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm 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 usually there every single day uh, throughout the week, and I'll pop my heads in on the weekend here and there. I luckily luckily enough, I just live um, a little ways away, so I can pop in mm-hmm. kind of whenever I need to. Um, Christian, my partner, he's there uh, around the same time. He's he's managing the brewery crew. Those guys work Monday through Friday. Slackers. They get an actual <laughs> Monday through Friday job. Um, and then. I, 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 it's gotten a lot better. I used to be tied to it so much. I think I was at one point 70 hours a week and that was brutal. Wow. Um, but now, you know, our, we've got a tenured crew. I, I think 75% of our crew has been with us since day one. Wow. And um, they just know what needs to be done and it makes my life a lot easier. Yeah. I can, I can actually pull back, spend a little bit more time with family and, and focus on, on other things. And that's, that's, that's a welcome relief. Yeah. Well, it definitely looks like a fun place to work. When I go there, I'm having fun, <laughs> and they look like they're having fun. So sounds like uh, you've got a good crew over there. All right. We've got one last little segment after this break. We'll finish up with Dan Thumberg, CEO and founder of Swan Brewing Company. We're back. It's Julie Townsend with Downtown Dish and my very special guest, Dan Thumberg with Swan Brewing Company. Dan, um, I know that you have another location other than our lovely Lake Wire location. Tell us about that. Yep, we do. Um, Because we are geniuses, we opened (laughs) that location a month before the pandemic started. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, we we definitely saw that one coming. Uh, so uh, Baby Swan, Swan Brewing South, whatever you'd like to call it. Aww. Yeah, a lot of people call it Baby Swan. I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, is Lakeland Highlands uh, in Edgewood in the Winn-Dixie Plaza mm-hmm. over by uh, China One, uh, the Dance Studio, uh, Central Florida Speech and Hearing. Right. Um, and it's it's kind of just our offshoot. Um, I, I like that location. It's it's a lot more intimate setting. And it's more for like, you just got done playing golf. You mm-hmm. want to go talk golf with your buddy mm-hmm. over a couple of beers or you want to go shoot some darts, or it's your first date, whatever the case may be. Um, and uh, and we're open down there. We're not open seven days a week there. We're open six days a week. Um, you can have all the great Swan Brewing beer down mm-hmm. there. Um, it's We've got a lot more TVs, so it's a lot more sports-oriented. Right. Um, pool tables, dart boards, golden tea, things like that. Cool. So in terms of your beers, um, how many... How many are on your taps or are exclusively yours, and do you have guest taps? So I'm so glad you asked this. Um, so this week is uh, Tampa Bay Beer Week. Okay. Um, this is the first year that we've actually taken part in it, and, and basically the breweries in Tampa, which there are so many. So many, uh, yes. Basically we'll release a new beer every single day this week. Mm. Um, well, we got a new pilot system in, a pilot manufacturing system in last uh, fall, so we now can do that same thing. We can come up with all these cool new beers and, and throw them out just like that. Wow. And so uh, out of the 30 taps that we have downtown, 29 of them will be Swan Brewing beers this week by the end of the week. Nice. Yeah. So everything but uh, the Guinness tap because St. Patty's Day. Gotcha. 
Um, but on average, we we normally keep about 15 of the 30 um, mm-hmm. of our beers. That's That seems to be what we can keep up with. And so the rest will be guest apps, um, you know, other breweries throughout the state of Florida and, and from around the world. I mean, I, I love Belgian beers. We have beers shipped in from Belgium over here that nice. you can't really find anywhere else um, that we put on. And plus some great local favorites. I love throwing beers from Brew Hub on. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they just make uh, amazing beers. We've thrown uh, beers from Grove Roots on before as well. And so we like to make sure that we're taking care of our friends um, because they're making fantastic beers. But uh, also we want to put some stuff up there that maybe you have never had before. Yeah. Yep. So how does the distribution for you work? Mm-hmm. Oh, like me distributing my beer? Yeah. How does that work? Yeah, so we are in distribution um, all the way up and down I-4. And actually, I've even seen it pop starting to pop up in South Florida now. Last I checked, it was somewhere around 80 different accounts you could find our beer. Okay. Um, we're always, well, almost always down at Greenwise mm. on tap in, uh, in South Lakeland. Um, your favorite craft bars and, and other places from between Orlando and Tampa are starting to pick us up as well. Um, I know that we are in Disney Springs mm. at the the big craft beer bar out there. Nice. I know that they've been carrying our Hefeweizen and a few other beers. So um, it's it's a lot of work. Um, and basically we send to distribution what we don't sell through our tap room. Okay. So instead of it just sitting around, you know, collecting dust and not being put on tap, right. we, so we send that. It's about 15% of our total production goes out towards distribution. So is there the, the opportunity that you get – so big in distributing that you can't keep up in your lo- in your in your current manufacturing location. Yeah, I don't know that I would open a bigger one just for distribution. There are so many people that can do it um, better, faster, and smarter. Mm-hmm. Brewhub, for example, that's what they were. You know, they that's what they do. Right, they are contract exactly. brewers for for breweries my size and just a little bit bigger. There's also a couple others that have started to pop up in Central Florida that kind of do the same thing. And I think that that would probably be the route that we would go. We'd work with a partner to be able to to make more to send out to the marketplace. Um, I don't really want to buy any more equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the stainless steel is getting pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah, I can I can I can see how that would be the case. Um, so, so you've got places that are you know you can go to other locations around Central Florida and probably find some Swan Brewing. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, got two great locations here in Lakeland, of course, Lake Wire, and now um, just a couple of years ago, two years ago, you said uh, Highlands. Yep, Lakeland Highlands, Lakeland Baby Swan. Highlands, Baby Swan. Um, any other business plans? Any business ventures brewing in your in your brain? Ah, brewing in my brain. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I have, I, I've got a lot. And I, I said from the beginning, I never wanted to work with anything with food, because mm. uh, I'm, I'm not a food guy. I didn't start in the restaurant business, and I, I don't know anything about the ins and outs of working in the food business. But I, I, I've always said that I'd love to team up with someone to do, um, some kind of like, barbecue and brewery. Mm. I, I saw it when we, um, we went to Copenhagen a few years ago, and there's this fantastic, fantastic Texas barbecue. And craft brewery on the wharf in Copenhagen, Denmark. Hmm. And it's, I never thought that I would see Texas barbecue and basically American style craft brewery. And it worked and they were packed. People were having a great time and it was a wonderful concept. So I'm not saying that I'm going to do that, but uh, I, it has been floating around my mind. In in some bubbles. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, are you saying that 
barbecue and craft beer don't really go together? Is that what you're saying? No, I think they do go I mean, together, but I didn't think I never thought that I would see that in Copenhagen, Denmark. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Cuz I guess I was thinking you were you were saying like they're more like barbecue people are more like Bud Light drinkers. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. We've got the gold medal winning Freedom Lager. <laughs> that's true, you do. That's that's absolutely true. Well, um, I am very thankful for you to have come on the show uh, this evening and and chitty-chatted with me about that. We are proud to have you in our downtown. You are a a big draw, and um, I know that you've talked about this before, and I've talked about this before, but maybe we haven't talked about it together. But I do think we need to have a beer festival back in downtown. We did – I know, don't roll. Don't roll your eyes. If only they could see your face right now. We had – uh, Bruise Cruise years ago, the DLP, yep. when, when I was with the Downtown Lakeland Partnership, we started Bruise Cruise, and that lasted for, you know, several years. Um, and when we started that, people said, people don't drink craft beer in Lakeland. They are Bud Light and Miller Light drinkers. Mm-hmm. Your your event is going to flop. Nobody likes craft beer. And we had an amazing first year. Yep. Uh, so, you know. All I'm saying is, you know, we shut down um, Lake Wire in front of the brewery there for Punk Rock Fleet Market. And I truly believe that that's enough space to do a really decent – if we get from Freedom Park to the front of our – right there to Pine Street and Lake Wire. Mm-hmm. If we shut down the road there, we're not blocking anybody's entrances or anything. But if we shut down that that piece of uh, – that stretch of road right there, that we mm-hmm. could basically do what we did at Bruce Cruise or or what um, – you know, when we had it set up and down in, in right. Lake Park and probably right. even twice as big if we needed to. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. We'll, we'll keep those talks – lines of communication open. Um, But before I have to say goodbye, I want to plug a couple of other events that are coming up this week. Of course, this weekend, uh, we have the uh, Molly Street Party on March 12th. So you definitely want to participate in that. Uh, Of course, the Farmer's Market is also on Saturday. Next, then, of course, March 17th through the 19th, you can go to Swan Brewing and enjoy St. Patrick's Day. Molly's will have an actual St. Patrick's Day uh, party again uh, with all of their, you know, historic, uh, appropriate Irish food and all of that. Um, I am Irish, but I do not like all that food. I ha- I'm not a good foodie. I am a meat and potatoes kind of girl. I'm a terrible. Uh, That's but, literally what the Irish eat is but, meat and potatoes. <laughs> but bland, bland. Uh, <laughs> I don't like corned beef and I don't oh, like cabbage. Man, I don't like me. it. I don't like it. Uh, but if if you do like it, Molly's makes it best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, yeah, and then we've got Buena Market on March 19th. So lots of good events coming up. So keep up with downtown at downtown Lakeland. Uh, on our website is downtownlkld.com. Our Facebook page is downtown LKLD. And uh, you can learn more about Swan Brewing at swanbrewing.com. And on their Facebook, Swan Brewing Co. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for listening to Downtown Dish, and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks, Julie. Thanks.